Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Calcio's Pantheon. As always, I am joined by my podcast teammate and fellow journalist, Elliot. How are you doing today? Uh, it's been a long day. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, like, no joke. I actually had to take a nap today because I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm not going to make it on the podcast if I don't nap. Yeah, I just, um, I just lied down for like 20 minutes. Uh, and uh, at least I was trying to, at least. But anyways. Yeah, as everybody knows, we so far, the today's episode, we're going to end up missing one match. Um, that is due to the fact that Spacia and Doria play in a match tomorrow. So maybe at the end, we can like kind of give like a score prediction since we don't have any information to go off of like we normally would with all the other games. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, well, let's just, as always, jump right into the action. Um, we started off with a couple matches yesterday. The first one was Adelanta versus Benevento. Adelanta winning 4-1. Yeah, um, again, it, uh, it was, I thought it was a good game. Um, the scoreline is a liar um, because the game wasn't like uh, – because you, you see a score like that, you think, you know, oh, Alonso were amazing. They just crushed uh, Benevento. But it was it was very much in balance until um, until late in the second half, Benevento getting one back where it's a, it's a close it's a close matchup there in a 1-1 game with not much time remaining. And then, you know, then they uh, – then obviously Alonso um, got that extra inch, scored a couple goals. Moriel comes off the bench and, as he always does, scores another goal. And uh, it made a 2-1 game uh, appear as, as 4-1. Uh, so I don't, I'm, I'm not too harsh on Benevento here. Uh, Elanto's playing really well right now. Zabato scores again. Beautiful goal. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, so, so I think there's not too much to take out of that one. But I, I just think Benevento, um, I thought they played the, the game well. It's just, it just got away from them a little bit at the end. Yeah, um, do you think Atalanta is finally getting their rhythm back? Mm, a little bit. Um, they do have a uh, game in hand if they win that. Um, I think that's going against Udinese. Uh, they would go into the top four. Um, but again, I, I think uh, they've proven they can pick up results without Papu Gomez. But I, I just long term in this season, in terms of just looking at this team from that perspective, I don't think this is the, the team that's going to be able to really um, do what they have done in the past in the last couple of years. Um, they're a good team; they'll get results, but they'll they'll be a game here and there where um, they drop points to a opponent they shouldn't, or let it get away from them a little bit. Um, and again, um, they're, they're they're playing much better right now. Um, and as long as Zabata keeps finding the back of the net, they should be fine. Um, and I think they'll probably make the rope week this year. But um, again, I don't put too much trust into what they're doing. But again, I think they're 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 definitely good enough to 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 get on a run here. But again, I think there will be some issues in trying to sort of get into that space where they can feel like they can uh, challenge for the the top four and things like that. Um. I watched the highlights back of this match, and you're right. It was pretty much evenly matched throughout, um, especially when Benevento got back even. But mm -hmm. then, of course, the 
amazing att- well I guess the attack of Atalanta they found the gaps in the defense and were able to just capitalize on those errors of Benevento but overall Benevento performed very well in my opinion despite the result um yeah. They shouldn't. They shouldn't look at themselves after that and feel ashamed or feel like they didn't give it everything. Because I, they did. It's just like in the end of the. It's it's one of those games where the scoreline does is it's not all that truthful because if you just look at everything that's that happened in that game, they were it was I think it was one one in the 60th minute, um, and uh, again Alanta just just scored a, a bunch of goals at the end. So it doesn't really reflect the, the type of score that we ended up seeing on the score sheet. So you could look at that score sheet and think, you know, Alonso were amazing. And um, so I watched this game after it had been played already. So mm-hmm. I assume that Alonso just like crushed them. Um, but then you look at the, how it's going and then then the, you, wa- you watch the game and it's just like, yeah, Alonso scored four goals, but it wasn't like they dominated uh, – a Benevento team that kind of gave them a lot until until the very end, where they they managed to get those couple extra goals in and and you know making sort of that that dent that they ended up making. But again, they're still in tenth place. They're still nowhere near the relegation zone. Benevento are still playing really well, good football. Um, and I mean that the they don't have a lot of sort of uh, they have a little separation, but not a lot uh, in terms of below tenth. But but I don't think you can look at this team and how they've been this season and take that result out of it. Of like, oh, these these guys didn't perform today. This was disappointing. It was disappointing only because they let go at the end. And I think that is what's the that's what why Benevento will struggle in certain games. Is I think some of it in these tough games where they're involved, it, sometimes it takes too much to hold off uh, what seems inevitable. Yeah, definitely. Um, but overall, I think this it's nice to finally see Atalanta perform a little bit better than they have been, um, just because we know that this is a team that has done, like, miracles the past few seasons. Um, I just hope the momentum for them continues. Because... Um, yeah, all good things come to an end. Exactly. You know just, just because they won this great run doesn't mean they're gonna be on this run forever. They're not. They're not a team as as much as I like them that's capable of of doing even playing having momentum where they play. You know, like Juventus always in the top top, and then teams like Roma, Inter, and other and Napoli who are always in European competitions. They're not capable of that. But I think even in a in a a bad year or, or not us. Uh, a troubling year, I guess you could say, that they're they're gonna they're not gonna be so far back. There's they're gonna probably make the Europa League, and regardless, they'll be involved in European football. But they're just not the team we saw last year, and they have they have a bunch of issues, and they have some turmoil issues as well. So they're not gonna be what we expected them to be at the beginning of the season. But again, they're still good enough to make Europe Europe. And I think for a team with little to no history, that's that's an important factor of it. Yeah, um, I just hope that they can finally fix, kind of fix those issues. I mean, hopefully they can get something going in the transfer window and figuring out what it takes to get them to the next level. Because it, but right now, 
it just sucks to see that story that we've seen from them the past two seasons come to an end because it was just amazing to watch. Yeah, uh, they did sign a midfielder from uh, Gent, I believe. Um, I don't know if he's I don't know if he has played yet, but uh, so they they're doing some business, but they just don't have the 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 financial capital to to go and get somebody that like a, a you know one of these players that is highly uh, valued in the in the market. Right. So, up next, we have the Lunch Meat Derby, Genoa taking on Bologna, winning, Genoa winning 2-0. I mean, <laughs> Bologna are shit, aren't they? Yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't... I, I don't understand... Um, this uh, at least part of this it's just like they have they have a bunch of they have enough talented players in this team to to be doing way better than they than they have um and then genoa is now out of the relegation zone so good for them they got two point cushion right now um as torino gets dragged back down to 18th um but you know i i don't know what the problem is um and if I, I believe that they're just they're just, they just don't have whatever it is this this isn't going well for them and and I don't know what it is because they have enough good players and you know on the other hand Genoa is just in that in that game uh, and, and they have to kind of feel good about themselves just because they're they're starting to play well over the last couple of weeks and um, yeah it, it's just a harsh one just on on Bologna but again you got to give Genoa credit. Another three points, and I think they're going to be involved in this, in the bottom. But I think right now they have to they they can believe in them in terms of trying to get out of that situation. And uh, and and so one of these goals was avoidable and the, um, shoddy goalkeeping um, from from that. But uh, you know, it's just one of those games where. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. It, 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 it was just a little bit troubling from uh, Bologna's uh, point of view. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on. Like you just said, they have the key pieces to do what it takes to get the job done. But Genoa goes out there and does what we knew they were going to do. They're like, oh, we thought they are going to get relegated. Meanwhile... Here they come again. And it's just one of those scenarios where, Bologna, you have been performing terrible. I don't know what's going on over there, but you better get your act together because it sucks seeing you perform like this, especially since me and Elliot know what you're capable of. But then again, still props to Genoa for finding those open spaces and capitalizing on those errors on Bologna's part, especially the one that could have easily been avoided. And so, yeah, there's, like you just said, there's really not much to say on it than where to go Genoa. Was there, I'm just trying to think. Never mind, that's another game. Um, There was a really bad uh, defensive mistake in, in this weekend, but I, I, maybe that maybe that's from another game. Was there a really bad defensive mistake in this game? I re- Do you remember? I don't think there was with what I saw. Okay, okay, I'll figure out as we progress. I'll figure out who what team that was. <laughs> Trust me, he's good with that sort of thing. So um, 
Wait, hold on. Before you move on, do you think uh, if if Bologna don't um, sort of get be- get better? Sorry, I'm sorry, I can't speak. Um, get better, get in gear. Um, Musa Baro might look for an exit strategy because I just watching that game last or whatever it was. I don't remember what it was. Uh, you know, it, it just seemed like I feel bad for him because he's trying to do so much and his team is just rubbish right now. I think he may be looking for an exit strategy if things don't – I would say in the next few matches maybe, like maybe two or three, if things don't improve for them, I don't blame yeah. him for looking elsewhere because he definitely deserves he, better. Yeah, he won't be able to pull off a move um, this, uh, this this season, just or this current season, just because it, he would have to act. If, if he's going to get a move out, he has to demand it transfer requests like right now so uh, there's there's no way that they're going to be able to sort of pull that off in the sense of you know of of that but um yeah anyway yeah it's just yeah he definitely deserves better oh and that begs the question where do you think he was should like look i mean what team do you think he would fit in with um Maybe Fiorentina, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a little higher. It's a little higher level than um, um, Bologna. Um, I don't know. I don't think he'd cost, but not a ton. And I think, given Fiorentina's problems um, the last couple of years in terms of you know, it would just be another talented player they can put into that system, and and um, maybe you know. You can figure something out there where uh, he can be more effective, and I, he's he's doing what the best as he can. But uh, again, he he's just like the, the team isn't playing well enough right now, and it's 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 just rather concerning. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. I mean, I he probably won't cost much, so I'm thinking like maybe no more than like fifteen million. Uh, he, probably closer to twenty twenty five, but but. That's in, in this market. It's that's very, um, uh, very, very affordable in terms of all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it's just um, we'll see. Uh, I, I suspect that someone to look out for uh, this summer, as far as um, all that. But uh, I mean. Yeah, I would be interested. I think he's an he's an interesting player. He obviously um, is is capable of of doing you know the job for somebody. Um, but uh, we'll just have to see what happens um, in that situation. Agreed. Up next, we have Milan t- winning two zero over Torino. Um, good game. Uh, Torino, uh, I thought did well considering, um, and this is the thing that we saw from, from, or we were going to see from AC Milan is you, you just got to look in that situation and, um, and you know, it, it was the thing. What can they, can they keep up this momentum? Can they, after losing, um, prior to, to last week, um, can, can they figure out a way to, to put themselves on the forefront of the title race, and can they can I can I pick up those points? Um, again, it, it's it's just 
it's just something that they need to be able to do because they can't, when they drop coins, they need to be able to react accordingly. And I think that's, um, I know it's, it was an important result for them. And, and uh, Frank Cassie scores and uh, Raphael Yao and uh, Zlatan is, is, um, should be returning soon. And I, th- I, th- I believe he was on the bench. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where, uh, just got to figure it out and, and all that. And, uh, it seems like they've been able to do that so far and, um, we'll just have to see, uh, what else they have in store. Um, actually Zlatan came on, I do believe if I remember correctly in the 85th minute of that match. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he returned for like the last five minutes. But, of course, we expect him to probably start again. Maybe like as soon as midweek or during the Copa Italia or sometime maybe next week. Yeah, no, it's, it's possible. And once he comes back, you'll really see what this team is, is kind of made of. Um, uh, yeah, so, I, you know, good result for them. I think they're, they're, in, the, they're in the front of the title race right now. I still think they have a they – they shouldn't be comfortable, um, but they got a break um, because of what happened in the, in the match this morning. So there's just a lot – there's a lot of stake going on that, and they, they got their result. And as long as they keep winning, um, they don't have to worry about anybody else. Yeah, they, they definitely needed this win, especially after dropping points to Juventus. So – I mean, we've seen this team perform even without Zlatan, but once, like you just said, he returns, we're going to really see what they're made of. But with they've been performing fairly well without him, and it's kind of showing that they're also not as dependent, even though they are dependent on Zlatan. It's like they're showing that they can do what is needed to get the job done without his presence, even though – because – I think what has happened is Zlatan has taken his lion and winning mentality and, like, put it on the team and, like, go out there and get the job done while I'm gone because we need to get the points. So I think he's, like, instilled, like, that leadership role, which is kind of, in my opinion, helped while he hasn't been able to perform on the pitch. Um yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because there's just some of those things that I've been noticing lately as I've been watching, or either whether it's the highlights or a full match, that there are certain things that I wouldn't have normally seen otherwise. But now that I'm able to see things, it's like, okay, maybe this is what has happened. Normally, this team wouldn't be as good unless this player is playing. But if that particular player has like a leadership mentality, he knows what it takes to help them in the absence of that player. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to respond to that in a second. But first I have to go on a rant because, oh boy. okay. So there was a, hor- was a horrible mistake in this, um, in this uh, Genoa game. So I, I, I just have to make sure that we cover this. So, what like seriously? What on earth are you doing? So it was basically I don't know if you saw it. It was a back pass on the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. There's a defender. It's picked off right outside the box, and there's two guys 
in <laughs> right in front of the goal. That is, I mean, that's horrible. That might be the worst defensive mistake I've seen all year. That is absolutely pathetic. What the hell are you doing, Bologna? Like, like seriously, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, I don't understand how this could possibly happen. You get the ball right there, clear it out, do something else with it. You literally sat there while the, 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 while the attacker took the ball off, and there was two they scored. Anyways, <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. We could not do this without mentioning that. So I had to make sure that, that we mentioned that that blasphemy. That oh, It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. All right. Now that, now that that's um, – no, you're right. I think AC Milan are very much influenced by Zlatan. Uh, if, if he isn't there, like if he isn't on the team and they have the same team, I doubt that they're in the same situation. And you have to feel that that even if he's not playing right now, the mental part of it is certainly playing on the, the way that they're, they're sort of orchestrating, you know, everything that's going on. And um, I, I, we keep saying this. We keep waiting for them to mess up. Then they mess up and pl- play a team that, you know, that, was, that has played the last couple of games. And, um, again, it's, maybe it's not the most dominating performance, but it wasn't required. Um, they got they got the two uh, they got the two goals. They got three points. I believe there's six or seven points at the top now. Um, again, I, I, I expect that, that will, the gap that gap will close eventually. Um, but Milan is such a good place right now. They don't have to worry about anybody but themselves. Um, and it, and it always helps when someone else is, is doing them a favor. Um, so I, I I really think that they have a legitimate chance to win the league. And um, I don't know. I think there's a few teams that still can do it. I don't think it's over. Um, it's nowhere near over in terms of uh, the teams near them getting into that conversation and getting and pushing them a little further. But again, this was a big break. They got a break because of the intergame, game and they also got a break because um, not, not a break, but they also uh, took care of business themselves. So uh, just starting to get a little separation from the rest of them where they don't feel so much pressure in terms of trying to, to figure out the situation and, um, Obviously, uh, with Zlatan coming back and some of the others coming back, they're just going to be in, in prime position. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't totally go off script and and say something, but uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't say it's out of the question that they go, they go get someone in January that can help them even further. So um, I would keep my eye on AC Milan, even though there's no big deals that are being talked about right now. Um, I suspect. They're going to be doing some work behind the scenes, just trying trying to pull this off. Um, just to let you know, I I am going to say you're wrong. There, right now, the only separation there is right now is three points. No, oh. are you are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Oh, sorry. Yeah, three points. So my bad. I was I, I was just thinking because I think it's six between Roma and Milan, so I wasn't even. Um, thinking about those irre- irre- irrelevant fools that are right behind them. So, um. <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway, no. So I, I just, I just, I just thought about it uh, because I was, I was trying to count before between Roma and Milan. So it's again, but again, it's, it's still three points. And as long as they continue to play well, and if some of the other teams behind them start uh, uh, I guess dripping a little bit and not playing as well or something like that they, they can they can increase that even further um, especially because there's a big game uh, 
this weekend with, with Inter and Juventus. If Juventus end up beating Inter in that game, um, obviously Milan and, and Milan win their game, they could uh, they could pick up another three points on top of that, which will create more separation from where it is right now. Right. So up next, we have your best friends Lazio taking on Parma, winning Lazio winning two zero. Um, God, Parma can't score a goal to save their life, can no. they? No, I, I don't. I mean, it's 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 it goes from bad to worse. Uh, I think they made the right decision pulling the plug on Liberani, um, and they they hired the coach that coached them last year, who did a good job. But my God, I mean, uh, Lazio. I mean, and it's it's like one of those games where Parma is just so terrible that Lazio's performance didn't seem all that special. Um, they scored two goals. Uh, Luis Alberto, uh, I think, got one, and um, there was a rebound in the second half where um, Casado scored in the second. Um, just just in terms of of the way. Uh, you know, Inter, sorry, not Inter, Lazio are playing right now. They're not playing particularly well, but they needed that victory for some momentum um, because they got a big game this weekend. So, um, so if you look at it, uh, they missed too many chances. And against a good team, they're, they're not going to be able to to just be able to rely on the fact that the other team can't score. Uh, so you got you to gotta look at Lazio like with – Sort of that that sort of mentality where it's just like okay they're getting points they're doing a little bit better but they're um, they're nowhere near any place where they should be they're going to be challenging for Champions League football at this and right now they're um, they are in eighth place um, they're they're about I think they're they're three four points from Europe Europa League football spot but again they 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 did they did the job. They did well enough. They got the points. Good for them. Um, but again, it, it was more about Parham because uh, they wasted a boatload of chances in this game. And if they play like that in their next game or against another strong opponent, I just don't think they get the same kind of results. Right. Yeah, I mean, just Parma cannot score to save their life. I mean, it, it's just the situation goes from bad to worst to even worse. It's just like, there's no real, until there's really uh, changes, massive changes made, they're going to struggle. And it just sucks to see that. Cause we love karma and just to see them where they're at right now. is just heartbreaking for us. Um, Lazio, you got the points, but you're still. Uh, there are times where you still struggle, but you at least got the three points, and hopefully, maybe you can secure a Europa League spot. But it's going to be a while before. But you need to get more momentum going, and yeah. and it's too many, too many, missed too chances. many missed chances, and in some areas, their defense allows too many errors. Um. Especially mm-hmm. if they're facing a team like Milan or Inter or Roma, they just struggle. Yeah, I think uh, again they should have. They could have scored four or five in this game. They scored two. Uh, you know, yes, they get the points. It's, it's fantastic. Um, good for them. They need some momentum before the derby on Friday. But but again, you look at this team from any angle you want. Um, you got to make some of these. I mean, yes, the Alberto strike was nice 
But then in the same breath, there were some, there were three or four other chances where you got to do better. When he had a, when Alberto had one on one in the second half, and he had total, you know, the, the, he just had eyes on goal there, and you hit it wide. It's just, it's stuff like that against against a Roma, a Juventus, a Sassuolo, a, you know, a Milan. Uh, you that's going to come back to bite you. You can't, you have to finish your chances. And I get, I know a lot of teams seem to have that problem this season, but like, come on. Yes. You got the points. Yes. It was a good performance, but again, you just, you got to put your chances away or, or, you know, you're, you're going to lose games based on the fact that you're, you're leaving goals on the table every single week. Exactly. But we'll see what happens because, but, how many more points would it be, would they need to even secure a potential spot in Europa? Um, let's see. They would need. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, technically three, um, but uh, Napoli and Alanza both have a game in hand, and so does Juventus. Um, so if if they all win their game in hand, it's it's probably closer to six. Um. But you just – you never know with this. But uh, there, uh, you know, I think as far, as far as Champions League, there's six points from Champions League. Um, so that seems like it's going to be rather complicated for them to, to go and do that. But, I mean, you, their, their expectation should be Europa League because that's, that's, their, that's their only possibility this season. Unless something crazy happens where they just don't lose the rest of the season. I would guess that Europa League is their highest possible situation where they could they could go in and back into Europe. But I, I don't know. It's possible they don't even make Europe at all because you we have obviously we have the four Champions League spots. Uh, that's I, it's likely going to go to either the Milan teams, Roma, and Juventus. Maybe Alonso Napoli could sneak into it or something like that. But. So those those are those four, and then there's one more spot. So just so everybody knows, Atlanta, Napoli, Sassuolo, Verona, Benevento, Lazio. One of the only one of those teams is getting into Europe. Just one. So if Lazio makes it, Atlanta doesn't. Or if Lazio make it, either either Atlanta or Napoli or Sassuolo is missing out on it. So it's it's just one of those things where even getting that spot is going to be very difficult. Because I don't think they're better than Atlanta or Sassuolo for this for, for this particular time. And Napoli's as I, I'm done with Napoli because I don't think they have what it takes to make the Champions League. But but even they are better than Lazio at this current time. And uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be an uphill battle regardless. And if they get pumped on Friday, they're gonna be even further from potentially even getting in in, in a Europa League spot, which is gonna be more challenging. Um I think we deserve more spots in the Europa League, personally. I think we should have six. Um, but again, as it currently stands, we only have we only there's only five spots available. Uh, I'm sorry, there's only the top only the top five make it into Europe. So only one of those spots is available for uh, Alanza or uh, you know Alanza, you know Sassuolo, Verona, Benevento, Lazio. So, again, it's going to be challenging for them to do that. Right. So, up next, we have Napoli winning 2-1 over Udinese. Um, you know, I thought this was a good game. 
uh, Napoli still played like other, other, you know, like crap. Um, but they got the victory. They score late with uh, Bakioko on the header uh, at the very end of that game. A little harsh at Udinese, um, especially given the fact that Napoli spotted in the goal um, with that horrible back pass where literally Kevin Lasagna just came in there, dribbled around the goalkeeper, and just put it in the back of the net. Um, and again, this is a game where Udinese kind of left too many opportunities to chance. They probably should have scored a few more goals in this game. They had some good chances, and they just uh, – there was just a selfish nature about kind of how they – you know, the way they were kind of playing. And um, Napoli put – but again, you look at that Napoli team, if they do that back pass against any other team in this league that's that's above them, there's no way they're, they're getting points. And Udinese are playing well right now. At least they, they've had a last – their two – the last two games have been a bit lousy. But before that, they were playing really – well, um, so again, it's just one of these things where, like, you have to play well, but you can't play like that against a team like that and expect to, to be able to beat, you know, a team like yours, a team like mine, a team like Juventus, a team like AC Milan, a team like Atlanta. Teams like that are going to crush you for it because uh, you can't make those ill-advised passes, especially in that situation. They just gave a goal away. Um and the, the one goal that they got before, other than the Bakioka, was from the spot. If they don't get that penalty, which I'm not totally convinced it was. It probably was, but it, it was kind of a 50-50. Um, if you look at any other juncture of this entire thing, it's, again, you can't, can't, be, can't be defending like that against good teams because they're going to get you. Udinese probably can't get you, but they almost did. So I think Napoli should be very concerned on how they're playing this season. I'm just done with them. I don't think they're a Champions League team this season. They're currently in sixth place. Um, but again, it was a it was a big win because they needed it. Because they lose again or they, they draw again or something, uh, it's going to be a really m- much more challenging to get back up there where they want to be. This yeah, season. I mean, Napoli, you got the points, but of course you still struggled. Um what do you think is one of the main issues at, with Napoli right now? Um, I, I personally, I think they miss Osimhen. Um, when he get, when he gets back, hopefully they can they can get in gear because um, they don't have like a true goal scoring option right now. Insigne scores, but he can disappear in big games. They still have Mertens and others, um, and Fabio and Ruiz just hasn't been up to scruff in the midfield. Um, I think they should try to get Papu Gomez if they can. Um, I don't think they will. Actually, I'm starting to think that he's not going to be moved this 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 window. I know everyone's telling me that he is, but there's been no news. There's been no uh, agents reaching out trying to negotiate personal terms. So, um, and there's no there's been no talk of transfer offers either. Uh, the last I heard was that Inter was leading the race, but there was no. It wasn't a concrete thing that they were saying. Okay, he wasn't going. So I don't think he's going to leave this summer. I mean, this season, unfortunately, for uh, not only for Napoli but uh, and for Inter and whoever else is interested, but for uh, for Atlanta too, because they want to get this situation sorted so they don't have to deal with it all season. Um, but they need somebody in that midfield. Fabian Ruiz will probably be shipped out this summer. They'll find they'll find a buyer. He's he's very highly rated by a lot of people outside of Italy. Um, I, th- I still think it's a fantastic player. 
But as far as where we are right now, they have to consider moving him. And then you didn't get Olsen back and try to get him scoring goals. You, you invested $70 million in this guy. He has to, he has to deliver. And um, so when he gets back, it'll be really important for him to try to, try to get him on the right track. Um, I wouldn't sack Gattuso regardless of the results this season because I think he's the right manager for this job. But there's certainly going to be a level of heat uh, around his job, especially if, if, they're fail, if they fail to make European football or don't win anything. So it's it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. Um, I also th- yeah, like you said, there's really nothing going on with scoring um, goals right now. They definitely miss – what is it, Asmina? Uh, o- Osman, Osman, I think. He's Nigerian. I might be butchering that, but so, I think so that's, if, that's how if you say. ever get a hold of this, sorry if we butchered your name. We're still learning. Um, yeah, uh, it's just like one of those things that hopefully they can get back into being more consistent because this, like what you said, as the season progresses, things are going to show when it comes down the stretch. Teams that are really determined to make European competitions are going to do what is needed. And hopefully Napoli get that fire lit under them to like hopefully get into European competition because they deserve to be there. And yeah, with, with your money of these teams that are going to potentially be... Because I, I think, to be honest, I think the top four is going to be the top four. That's just my personal opinion. I think Inter, Roma, Juventus, and uh, AC Milan are the four best teams of the league. So I think I think the rest – and, again, that someone else could get into it, but I think that those those four – I don't think – I'm not going to say it's, it's mailed in, but I think those are the teams that seem to be the most likely teams of, of getting Champions League football. So with your money – who who would you who would you back back right now to 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 get that fifth spot? It, and if it's not Napoli, why not? Um, do you need do you need some options here? Because I can I can tell you who who's I know Atalanta, Sassuolo, uh, uh, Lazio, Lazio, Verona, ooh. and Benevento. Benevento yeah. is probably a long shot. Verona is also probably a long shot, but. But they're still – they still can – can if they get enough for good results, they can get into it more so, especially if other teams drop points. But but I, I think outside of those uh, those teams, it's going to be difficult for anybody to um, else to get into it. I think the person – the team that may get into the fifth spot, if it's not Napoli, I think well, – Hold on. Do you, think, do you think it's Napoli? Yes or, uh, or, or somebody else? I don't else? know yet. I would probably know more in like the next few games, but if I had to say it, just based on what you've seen so far, which team do you think presents yourself the the best argument for that fifth spot? I would still say Napoli. Um, any any particular reason? I mean, I'm just curious. Even though they had hit and miss games. Long as they're able to like win the mid, win games against the mid table teams and the relegation teams, they should do okay. But it's the more bigger matches that is the most concerning. Um. Okay. Let me. 
let me ask you this about that then. Okay. So what, uh, if they don't, if, if they, okay. So let's suppose, you know, let's say if, if it's not, if, if Napoli, what do Napoli need to do to, to get into that spot? And what is, if, what is going to be the reason or, you know, what would be the reason they don't, they don't get into it. If, X or Y doesn't change. Well, that sort of thing. If thing, the reason why I don't think that they would end up making it is one, the big performances against the bigger teams down the stretch, um, especially when they they have some though. You you have to remember they did beat Alonso. They did they did beat Roma. Um, so they 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 have better form against the big teams and some other teams. Um, but again, they also dropped to Spezia and um, uh, who else did they lose to? Uh, and then they, they dropped to Torino as well. Um, I also think like they need to really focus on also capitalizing on their the scoring chances that they're given because, in my opinion, they've also had like wasted chances that could have eaten. Yep. And seeing it last week, uh, right in front of the goal yep. in the first. And, um, also, try not to make too many defensive errors, which has also been seen with some of these other teams, such as Atalanta and Lazio. We've seen some of their def- like them leave gaps that could have easily been avoided. Um, but pretty much, those are really like, in my opinion, the two top things that they need to do. Or else it, there could be a possibility of them not making it. Yeah, I would uh, – I'd say Atlanta. I think even without Papa Gomez, if Zabata keeps scoring, it's going to be difficult for them to, to be played off their spot. But I think it's still pretty open for all those teams. I think Benevento and Verona would have to get on a really good run of form to really be able to challenge that. But I actually think – as crazy as it sounds, I think the battle for whoever gets fifth is actually going to be a little bit more exciting and enticing than the Champions League battle and the title race because we know we more or less know who's who's vibing for the title. It's basically Roma. Uh, sorry, not Roma. It's 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 basically Inter, AC Milan, and maybe for Roma and Juve in there. And then for the Champions League, it, I don't know. I, I could be overstating this. I think it's just cut and dry. Who's going to make it? Who's not? And again, through different weeks, we could see different teams get into it. But in the end, I think the four that are in it right now will be the four that stay in it. Um, so, uh, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I think whoever, who actually gets fifth is really exciting because there's multiple teams in it. So if you think about this, you know, Lazio, Sassuolo, Alonso, Napoli, Verona, Benevento. Only one of these teams are getting into Europe. And I'm, I'm really looking at Alonso. Lazio and Napoli, three teams that are capable of getting into Europe in a, uh, in a yearly basis. Two of those teams aren't making it. And I think that's very fascinating. Yeah, I agree. Um, up next, we have Hellas Verona winning 2-1 against Grotone. Um, yeah, Ver- Verona played well. Um, 27 points right now. They are just one point behind Lazio. Two points behind Sassuolo, uh, and they're you know, they're I, I think they're involved in this race for for Europa League football. Um, 
it's it was it was a good performance. I thought Verona played really well. Uh, they, uh, they and the only reason they can, they conceded the goal they conceded, I don't even put on them because of the situation. Um, Silvestri makes a save and then it comes off and then they just it, they just put it right in the middle where no one was going to be able to save it. Um, Crotone, uh, again, they they can play well, uh, but it's just like it doesn't seem like they have enough and. They still only have nine points. They've conceded 40 goals, and they've only scored um, – sorry, they've conceded uh, – oh, not 40 goals. Uh, yeah, they've conceded 40 goals. So uh, it's, it's – I, I just feel – I don't feel bad for them because they knew where they were getting into when they got promoted. But uh, this team seems to have a very low ceiling of what they can accomplish – um, right now, they're they're looking at. Uh, luckily, Torino and Parma are in such bad shape that they only need a couple of victories to get out of it. Um, and then, obviously, uh, it's just going to be difficult for them. But Verona, I think that they've been able to keep this going after the what, how great they were last season. They lost a few pieces, and they they just keep going. Um, Zaccarini was good again, and uh, they get the two goals. They they get the job done, and and you know you have to feel that that they have to feel good about themselves. And, uh, yeah, I mean, good performance for, from them. And I, I actually I kind of see it continuing over the next yeah, couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, Verona is doing very well. Um, hopefully, they like we ju- you just said, they have an outside ch- chance of securing a Europa League spot, which for them would be uh, improvement, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they finished ninth last year. They're in seventh. Oh, uh, well, hold on, they're not seventh right now. Uh, they are in. They're still in ninth. So they're they're ninth. They were ninth last year. They're ninth this year. But they're they're within a couple points of sixth, and so they're not that far off the Europa League spot. Um, and they've done well. They do have a point that doesn't belong to them. That they still haven't reversed for whatever reason. But again, I think that giving everything that's that's gone on with this team, they've done really well. Uh, you know. I never thought in a million they'd be able to repeat their success when they lost um, all the the good pieces that they've had that last year, who they basically were largely influential in um, in their title, uh, not title, in their uh, their top ten finish season. Yeah, I agree. Um, we'll s- hopefully hopefully they continue this momentum. And who knows, they may surprise us and actually finish in that Europa League spot, which would be an awesome accomplishment for them. Yeah, I mean, I we, we also like Verona, right? <laughs> yeah, I like Verona. I, I, I would like the Atlanta to get that spot just because of the teams in that area. That's the team I like the best. Um Mostly because it's about them, Gasparini and those boys. But uh, Verona's still in, in very much in game here. I don't know if that's their ambition. Their ambition, is, I think, is probably just to improve on, on last year and try to finish ahead of one of these teams. So Verona finished, like, in seventh, but they finished in front of Napoli and um, Lazio. That's a big deal. You know what I mean? Uh, just just for the, 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 the sense of pride behind it. Um, and it, it just it just seems like a match like that is or matches like these are are some that that um, you just need to get the job done. And uh, I think they did a pretty good job of of really controlling that whole situation. And uh, Verona is such a uh, 
a team that can that can be something special this season. So we'll we'll see what happens with it. Um, uh, I'm going off so on and so for, forth. for a minute. Um, in other the American football, Browns are winning twenty one zero against Pittsburgh. <laughs> Now back yeah. to our regularly scheduled podcast. Um, <laughs> like I said, now back to our regularly scheduled podcast. Um, Fiorentina wins 1-0 against Cagliari. Oh, uh, great game um, about, by Fiorentina. Uh, this is just kind of what they do. They're able to get these nippy wins against teams that are struggling, uh, but good for them. A really good goal at the end by by Vladovich. Uh, nothing that can be done about that one. Um, Dragowski was especially important and very good in this game, making saves left and right. Uh, I thought the entire team as a, as a collective played well together um, and then um, found their way to really be effective. Um Mm-hmm. Jaguar is in trouble now. Uh, you can't you can't beat this anymore. They get a penalty in this game. Jao Pedro fuck, fails to convert from the spot. Really good save by Draganowski, but like I don't know, man. This 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 is this is getting concerning. De Francesco's days may be numbered there. Um, they're in sixteenth right now. They have the same amount of points as 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 Genoa, who's only barely out of the relegation zone. Uh, I'm thinking that they, they make a, a decision on this coaching situation very quickly. Um, I, I don't understand how this is possible, though. They have good players throughout this entire team. They have Pavelati. They have Jao Pedro. They have Roz Marin. They have uh, Raja now. They have so many different components of this team. It doesn't make sense how they're here. They should have finished. They should be in the top 10 to 12 right now. And you just, um, you know, you just you can't really do anything about it other than the fact that, that they're just totally underperforming. And why are they totally underperforming? I have to I have to look at the coach because what else what 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 other explanation is there in terms of how how they're playing this season and they just not been good enough and yeah I mean yeah Fiorentina is not the best team in the world you could that's a that's a very winnable game and um oh yikes they're just they're just in, there's a, they're in a, a whole yeah lot I of agree right I mean you have such I mean Cagliari has got some good quality players but they're just not doing what is needed to get the job done. Um, I mean, yes, they scored a goal, but... Well, no, they didn't. My bad. Um, no, they didn't. They could have. They missed from the... Yeah, I mean, the they spot. just missed way too many chances, and they're allowing defensive mistakes get in the way of what they're supposed to be doing. And, I mean, especially... Everybody was thinking, oh, now that Raj's back, things are hopefully going to turn around for us, but nothing's been seen yet and if they don't turn it around soon it's just going to be a long season for them um especially as we go down the rest of the stretch because we're almost at i think next week is the official halfway point of the season right yeah, I kind of consider January halfway. Yeah, because I know eventually well. then we're going to do the reverse fixtures going from in order until the end of the season. But 
It's not. It's not okay, always. Okay, I learned something new. Um, but yeah, if things don't turn around for them soon, it's just gonna be one total nightmare for them going forward. Okay. Yeah, they don't. They don't have a lot of time to make this up, and they have to. They have to start getting points regularly because if Genoa starts picking up uh, the points regularly, um. It's going to be difficult, especially. It's, and if Torino, Torino only has one loss in the last five games, and Cagliari has has four losses and one draw in the last five. Again, it's, it's just yeah. not good enough. Um, up next, Juventus win three one against Sassuolo. Um, good game for Juventus. Uh. I wouldn't say it's, it was like overwhelming dominant or anything like that because uh, Sassuolo was in this game until the very end. Despite being down to 10 men, they get that goal back. Um, but, you know, I thought good performance. Juve are playing well. Um, I, the good good uh, goal by uh, Daniello, that masterful strike from outside the box was absolutely beautiful. Um, outrageous hit there uh, to give them the lead. Obviously, Swallow get it back. And then, um, then in the end, uh, Aaron Ramsey gets puts his foot on the end of a, of a good cross. He's right there, right right place, right time. Um, smashes it back of the net, and then Ronaldo um, scores late. Um, selfish. It was a selfish play, though. Um, I don't know. It was. I think I don't remember who was in front of him. I think it was. Um, I think it was Ramsey. I think it was Ramsey. It was somebody. Anyway, he's literally in a, in you know great space. It would have been it would have been a walking goal if he just would have made a pass. And uh, for I mean, it was a great goal. He had to deal with a defender that was in his face, and then crushes it into the the bottom corner. But I, I thought on that play, Ronaldo should have made the unselfish play and just uh, put it right in front of him. They would have scored a goal. Um, they would have won the game, anyways. Um, but overall, UVA played well. Um, again, I, I don't think Andrea Pilro is very much involved. And them doing anything because I, I still don't understand what he does on the he makes subs, but it just doesn't seem like he's he's doing a whole lot outside of that. Uh, and again, maybe that's that's the fault of him getting the job when he did and without experience and all that stuff. But Sassuolo played really well, and a little harsh for them not to not to get the point. Um, I don't think the sending off uh, should have been. I don't think it should be a red card. Uh, I think it was just a uh, – because it wasn't one of those, like, leg breaker tackles. He he slid, and his foot ended up on top of Kiesa's foot. Um, so, I think the red card was a bit harsh, but they, they get the job done here, 3-1. Um, um, another three points. They're starting to play well together, and and we're just going to see uh, how, how much they can keep it going. Uh, but – but you have to feel you have to feel good. That's two wins in a row. It was a really dominant win against Milan, and then another good win here, and a good win before that. So they're playing really well right now. So um, back into the uh, the top four, um, and only only a couple points off of third place. So so you have to. Have yeah, to I agree. It was very right well now. done. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo's goal was beautiful. Um, just overall. The- it was be- it was beautiful, but it was I don't know I, I just didn't think it was necessary. He had a, he had another option in front of him, and 
Fair enough. For not, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. He he can score those goals all he wants. He can, it was a great goal, but um, I don't know. It, it just feels like in those situations you should you should make the team play. But I guess the game was already right. balanced, so who cares? Um, yeah, so it's know. good that they're getting the results. Again, I bet our friend Nico is excited about that. Um, before we jump in, before we jump into the main topic, <laughs> we'll just briefly give our score predictions for tomorrow's Spezia versus Sampdoria match. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go to to. I can get that Let's see. The um, let's see. The Alberto Pico. Yep. So, uh, space here then. Um, I'll I'll give him a goal there. I'll say that Sandoria um, wins it two to one. I say I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go the underdog. I'm gonna go Spezia wins this one one nil. All right. <sighs> Fair enough. Do I really? Yeah, good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, good night, everybody. I'm done. Uh, no, but we have to. Uh, John, look at Mancini. He was wondering what happened. Oh, this is good. Hang on. Give it. Let me get it. I thought yeah. I'm putting, you know, where it says my name. I thought about typing in uh, Mancini with like the the you know the little cross the um the mouth thing with a uh, screen you're on the other side. <laughs> well, thank you for that. But, but anyway, this is the match that everybody's been waiting for: the Derby del sibling, AS Roma and Inter Milan drew two two today, early in the morning for us. But oh my gosh. This match was insane. So you yeah, want to just really like was. give your thoughts? Um. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's weird because obviously this is a really good point for Roma, but I feel like Roma should have got all three points, and the reason is. Look, you you guys hit the break really quickly in the second half. You hit us twice. You, you got the, you got the goal for Skriniar, really good header in the top top corner, and then Hakimi scores that absolute scorcher. And you know that was I think that was in, within ten minutes of each other. So for about 10, 10 to twenty minutes of that game, Inter were were unbelievable. Outside of that, Roma were the better team from start to finish. They were better. They were they were way better in the first half. Roma probably should have scored, had more opportunity to score. If Jekyll played a little bit better, they probably would have uh, scored another goal in that first half. Um, and then you know, Inter go on their little break. They hit they hit with Skriniar on a set piece, and then they hit with Hakimi uh, on an unbelievable goal into the top corner. Um, but it, it's just one of those things where it's like that was that was such a quick thing, and Roma are behind. But they're still outplaying Inter Milan significantly um, based on everything. Um, for example, Lukaku, Martinez, 
I didn't see much of them today. Lukaku, other than the a couple chances in the first half, he didn't do much. Again, Chris Smalling got the better of him. Uh, I guess it technically was Abanez. Abanez was really the one working on him, but but defensively they did, they, they did amazing. Um, uh, on the first goal, the marking that Roma did was not good enough, and I, I have some reservations on that. I was disappointed in, in that part of it. Um, and then obviously the second half happens, and the two you know the two strikes, and then Roma, the second after that goes in. The tides turn again, and Roma are back in, sort of back in the momentum, back in the right space, and back in sort of playing the best way they can. Um, I don't know what the result means for the, the, the implications of the title or what what everything, but like again, <laughs> another draw. This our last six games have all been draws, um, and you know the whole idea that okay, Roma are not good against in the big games. I t- I take this game as a positive. Um, Inter were in this for only a very short amount of time, um, largely because Paul Lopez was saving everything that came in his way. Um, I thought he was absolutely outstanding to today. Uh, really, I think it was his third game in a row where he was really good. Um, it would be my preference that he continues to play like this so you don't have to go spend $40, $50 million on a goalkeeper. And if he can prove that he's worth being the number one at Roma, I, I'd prefer that because – you don't want to go out and get a goalkeeper and spend 40, 50 million on someone when you have other needs. So I would, I hope that he can continue to play with this. I think Morante is basically going to be back from now as long as, as long as, as Paulo has, or Paulo's plus, uh, plays, plays. Um, I thought things were good. I thought we played really well. Uh, I, I disagree in some respect with some, some other Roma fans about this. I did not like um, Vertut being taken off um, when he did uh, for Chris Dante being brought on is a, is a fine thing. Um, and I, I wouldn't have wanted to take Villar off because he was really good, but, but I just thought the timing of that was poor. And I thought Jekyll should have been uh, sacrificed a little bit earlier. Um, I would have taken him off probably 10, 15 minutes before that. Give Morial just a, a, just a, a shot to try to do something, especially in, in this game where uh, it, it was open season at the end. I believe if the game had continued and we had played another 10, 15 minutes, Roma would have gotten the winner. Um, and then obviously a push at the end, uh, really close on a bunch of opportunities. Um, Villar was great. I thought defensively he wasn't good enough, but he did create it a lot. He, uh, he, did, he, he had a really outstanding game. Um, spin it so a lot, not so much. Poor performance at that position. Um, but, but back to front, they were really good. Um, and then, obviously, uh, Villar to, uh, to Gianluca Mancini scores the winner. And it's, it's not that he scored it. It was the reaction. You know, the whole team exploded, you know, slid on the ground. And it was just – it was perfectly encapsulated. As they say in, in the football world, it was ecstasy. And um, so to, to get a, a, uh, that goal late um, when – I kind of – I don't know if I ever felt that we are going to win the game, but I felt that we could have got an equalizer and uh, – Mancini uh, was able to get there. And uh, look, Spinia, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. You say that he quote unquote elbowed you. The part of your the part of your face that you grabbed, he did not touch at all. It was just in the motion. You might have been. I don't know what 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 you're what you're talking about. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it just sounds like he's making excuses for him him conceding that because you uh, marked him. Mancini rolled up, hit a really nice header in the top corner, and and um, 
if Hondanovich had a poor performance, Roma would have scored many more. But <clears throat> it's a very good point. A dramatic game back and forth. We go one nil up. Pellegrini, I forgot to mention, a really good strike at the beginning of the game to, to put Roma in front. Um, he was great today, I th- especially in this position where he scored three goals this season, which is more than his, his last two seasons. Um, so I kind of like him in the attacking role, especially with uh, Pedro out for a little while. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm disappointed because we should have won the game, but I'm also satisfied with the point because it was a dramatic game. One nil up to two, one down to uh, a header at the end to, uh, to split the points once again. Um, and I think in this game, from a tactical standpoint, even though I didn't like some of the changes that Uffman made, I thought from just a, the way Roma approached the game, they uh, outdid, outdid Conte um, in sort of that the, the management battle. And, um, yeah, uh, unbelievable game, so dramatic. But uh, the, the finishing was just um, – was very exciting. Where do I start? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, I mean, you can start with the good. Uh, yeah, stuff. I could do that for I. Could, yeah, Amazing. I'm gonna start with the positive stuff, or else I'm gonna lose my mind. Um. Uh, yeah, Akibi <laughs> was very good today. I um for me, he was our man of the match just because he played his defensive role very well. Um, but of course, has he is a wing. A, a wing back. He's te- technically speaking, he's a right midfielder, but he he kind of operates in the wing back position sometimes. So it's it's really unclear what he actually is. All I know is he plays he he plays far enough up where you would say that's not a that's that is a midfielder. But sometimes he 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 kicks back into that position, but. I would say you could call him a wing, a wing back or a, a midfield, a right, a, a right okay. midfielder, or a wing or whatever. You get what I'm saying? It's just, it's hard, hard to place where what he exactly is, but yeah, he's in, that, um, in that area, he did a great job today. He did his, he played defensively when he needed to. He scored that amazing goal to put Inter two one up. Um. That was just very well done on his part, just knowing where he was inside the box and landed, I think it was a left foot, to the lower left corner of the goal. Yeah. That was just very well done. Um, that was – has Skriniar did a great job securing that. Yeah. He was good. Uh, yeah, he was good. Uh, besides – Besides him crying about losing, um, I thought he was he, – he's actually been – I think he's been playing really well lately. He might, is, it, is it too far to say that he's been your best defender? I kind of would agree games? with that, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, lately he's started to find the back of the net. And, I mean, normally this hasn't been seen since like two, maybe two seasons ago. Yeah, two seasons ago he was the best center, one of the best center backs in the league, and now, but what? last season he kind of fell out of that spot. But it seems like he, he it seems like he's starting to get his confidence back. Um, Why do you think I just he's starting think to it was because now? when you're going from a back four situation to a back three situation, you kind of need time to adapt. And some players like um, Stefano Devry 
Um, he's really good at executing in a back four and a back three. He was pretty much one of our consistent defenders the past two seasons just because of his adaptability. Right. Of course. Do you think potentially putting Skriniar on the, the side, you know, because it's a back three, they're all center backs, but do you think maybe putting him in the middle versus the outside would have made him um, – you know, it would have been more uh, productive in terms of of him you know, reaching um, it, That could definitely be a possibility. Um, but now that – but he's always been played on either side mostly. So, it, like they say, it takes a while to adapt. Some people, it can be a month to get, do- get it down. Some people get a season, some people get a season and a half. And so just, I think in my opinion, recently, he's just finally found his voice in the back three, um, which hasn't been seen since we went to a back three when Conte took over for us uh, last season. Um, let's see. Yeah. Overall, the, the one thing that, of course, I just read this on a website as we were doing this, that. Inter leaving things until late is continuing is an issue. And what have I been saying before I just saw that article? They're starting to see like, okay, them leaving things until the second half is not necessarily the greatest idea because now we paid for it today. Cause I yeah. Yes. Yeah, I okay. mean, finish, yes, finish what you're we, say and it's okay against, like I said, the smaller and maybe mid-table teams. But when you're going up against a top team, you cannot leave it until the end. Because especially when your Roma is known as a strong counter-attacking team, they will catch you off guard and then they will run with it, which it was kind of seen today. Yeah. True. We only hit you once. If 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 we have more, I don't know. If if we get into those spaces earlier or more frequently, um, then it could have been a wholly different. Because remember, we only hit you on the first one, the for the Pellegrini goal. We hit you. That was a counterattack um, from Veritu to Jekko to Mkhitaryan to Jekko to Mkhitaryan to um, obviously Pellegrini hits it. But but that was the only real time that we came on a counterattack like that. We we came on it a few times. But I think somewhat you could say that we were you were fortunate that we only hit you once with it. Because if you look at some of the games we had in the past, we hit teams multiple times and, and you were actually very fortunate in this in a sense that we only yeah, got you once um, with, that, with that attack. Now some of the things that I didn't like. Um Conte. Conte, what the heck were you thinking with some of your substitutions? <laughs> Um, I obviously understand why they brought off Martinez because he had gotten bumped up, I think, twice throughout the match, and and he wasn't playing well. So I understand and he that wasn't one. Playing well too. But why would you take Akimi off for? I think it was Gagliardini. I'm trying to remember. Uh, okay, yeah, I think Paris just came on for for. Um... And then Gagliardini. Yeah, yeah so yeah, you're yeah, taking that, a team off right. for Gagliardini when Gagliardini is, I mean, yeah, he has his moments, but this was just a waste. 
especially we need in the last like twenty minutes of the match where we start seeing those substitutions. I mean, we could have used Akimi at least maybe until the last maybe five minutes because he is just an overall strong player, and he could have easily helped prevent some of what had happened later on. Um, yeah, equally, but can, could, could I not make the argument that, and I don't agree with the substitution at all. I, I'm with you. Um, that was strange. Um, but uh, late in that game, Gagliardini's after Roma had scored, he's he. I think he got in the way of a, I, I believe it was Mkhitaryan shot. Uh, maybe it was Pellegrini. I don't remember. One of those two. And his his deflection saved you. Uh, ultimately, was the difference between you actually losing that game because they were clear in until it happened. So I get that. Yeah. So you can say circumstantially that was a that he he came up big, but I agree with the initial decision to take him to take Hakimi off. You could you could you could put Gagliardini for Barella. Um, and I don't mean to take no, this off, off the rails, but Barella was not good in this game because the only the only thing I remember him doing all game was complaining about a completely illegal tackle uh, when uh, Veratou took the ball from on Roma's goal. Other than that, he didn't do anything. Why not put Gagliardini in for Barella, who plays in defensive midfield, and he also plays in the defensive midfield, and they keep Hakimi where he is. I don't know. Just, yeah, just, like just some of the substitutions did not make sense at all. And I understand why they kind of like brought Colorado on, but it, that was even still a bad idea, just because. Oh crap! Who did he come on for? If I if you don't know, go quiet. Fine. Give me a second. Oh yeah, because Darmian got oh, hurt. Oh Darmian, right? Uh, no, Ashley Young came in for Darmian. Who, whoever. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't remember. It's okay. It's okay. Continue. Actually, Kalorov came in for Akimi. Oh, it, okay. Yeah, Gagliardini was for Arturo Vidal. Yeah. Oh, that's not that's but not that's Kalorov not a bad move for Akimi. Really. It just didn't yeah. make uh, sense, what? especially ahead, since we could have used Hakimi in those last crucial minutes because, as we all know what happened, Roma eventually got back into it. But, as you said... We were, be we were the better team the second after that goal went in. Like, it wasn't... It, it, like, you went from dominating for that 20-minute stretch... In the 21st minute of that stretch, or whatever it was, Roma were the better team the second after you had scored. <laughs> that was the that is the issue I had from the inter perspective in terms of all that. You were you you were the second best team immediately after scoring, which which right. you think is the case. One of the thing, like I'm just, I mean, we we, I mean, we really deserved a loss today, just at how we performed overall. I mean. Yeah, we had some good points, but like you said, Roma dominated pretty much the whole entire match from start to finish, except those like 20 little minutes in the second half. But. Yeah, you guys came out in after the first half because we, we bullied you in the first half. We should have scored more in the first half. 
Uh, and then immediately in the second half, it's chance, 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 goal, goal. And then, and then there was, there was about a 15-minute stretch where there weren't any, like, legitimate chances on goal. But Roma yeah, was playing better was during that stretch Yeah, it was just an overall one of those. Like, I will say, great game, bro. Yeah. Um, from uh, – well, what was I going to say? Um, from the perspective of just – Lukaku is your, your guy. He's, he's, he's often the person who is – providing you with goals, either scoring them or, or facilitating with everybody else. Um, why do you think um, he struggled so much today? And from just from Roma's point of view, what, what do you think? Why do you think their strategy worked on Lukaku specifically? I think it's because when Roma came out, they knew what they needed to do especially since Lukaku is more of our facilitator and our main goal scorer, they knew that if he's going to play, because we didn't know if he was going to play or not based on have him, him having the injury last week and coming on has like a la- like the last 10 minutes of the match last week. But um, I just think that Roma, mm. the only reason why they did so well is because they isolated him quickly and made sure he wasn't really able to get any space to work his magic. Like, again, if they were against, like, say, a Crotone, it would have been, obviously, you would have seen him just running circles. But against a team that is stronger and more composed, they know what to do tactically to isolate him and make sure he doesn't get the space going forward. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, as uh, yeah, no, that that's clear. Are you at all concerned that again Lukaku comes up short in a game like this? Because remember last year, um, Lukaku the San Siro game, he was in uh, Smalling's back pocket the entire game, um, and now here you you have, and then the second game he didn't play that well, and then here he didn't play well at all. Uh, he had the good chance, the header at the beginning of the game, um, who I don't know. I have no idea how the hell um, Lopez got onto that so so well. But um, outside of just just that part, are you are you concerned with him in terms of big games? Uh, uh, yeah, most definitely, especially up? the way we saw him compete in the Roman match last season. Smalling just made him look small and. It just concerns me going forward. I mean, yes, he's good in the against mid table and lower table teams, but against the big teams, it's I don't know why he struggles so much. I don't know if it's like a mental issue or he it's just too overwhelming and they're able to get on top of the the team that we're facing, like say a Juventus or a Roma, get on top of him early. It's just like he has nowhere to go, and he—I think he loses that like vision or something to be able to try to figure out a way to break out of that situation. But I really don't know the main issue of why he struggles so much in the big matches. Now, going going through this with, with this is a big game, and obviously, it didn't go as well as you would have liked for either team. We wanted to win; we felt we should have won. And obviously, Inter are frustrated that they lost. They basically Roma stole it from them at the end. Um, as far as going forward with this team, what is your other than the fact that you're leaving it too late? 
what is your biggest concern um, in terms of being able to well, get geared first up for and a foremost, event just in a couple the days? issue of Lukaku not showing up in the major matches, such as going against Juventus next week. Um, another issue I'm worried about is like the cohesiveness of certain areas, such as the midfield and the defense. Um, just some of those areas mm-hmm. they leave, and of course, obviously the broken record leaving it until the last minute is like another thing, but we all know I'm going to be saying that for a while. Um, so I'm not going to sound like a broken record. I'll just say mm-hmm. the issue. Um, but just against the cohesiveness of the midfield and the defense is concerning. And at times it's like, there's really no, there's at times some co- good communication, but then there's times where it doesn't look like they're communicating and like working cohesively at all where some of these teams, especially, I guess the main issue I'm looking for is discipline. I gotcha. I have a few more questions about inter and then I'm going to, I'm going to let, I'm going to give you the opportunity to ask me some questions about uh, stuff from my side. Sound good. Okay. I want to get to a a few more points across. All right. So we talked about a couple weeks ago, Conte reverting to the – I forgot what he played, but he played with a, a different formation inside of the back three. And we thought, because hypothetically speaking, that maybe he's playing three-five-two all the way until the Roma game and trying to adjust. Um, did you think the formation was appropriate or or do you think it was just lack of execution? Or do I you mean, think it was against, a bad setup from Conte? I mean – the only other formation that they have delayed this year is a three, four, two, uh, one, two. Um, so I just think it was maybe poorly, poor execution on his part, but it could also be that he, they could have adjusted the formation a little bit differently again, especially against these strong attacks of Roma. So it could have been a couple of different factors in that regard. All right. Um, let's see here. Um, so, from your side of things, because I can speak on my on my own behalf for for the team players I thought were special, but um, from Roma's part, other than the obvious ones that that we you and I discuss every week when we talk about Roma, is there a particular player or a collection of players that you thought from just watching the game today that uh, you were? Um, um, I would have to Roma's say um, Karsdorp did a fairly good job today. Um, also, the, I'm going to probably botch his name. Villar? Gonzalo Villar? Sorry, Gonzalo Villar. Sorry, VR. Like, sorry, my, my bad. I'm saying it wrong. It's VR. Like, like. So VR, it's like virtual okay, reality. It. So Gonzalo um, VR. Was... Well, about him, because I think you, I think you hit that on the head. Why, why, what about him was did you find especially um, impressive? From, um, from I think he, he just did your, an excellent job intro. securing the ball, setting his the well, your attack up for chances. Where, in my opinion, that's where a lot of Inter's midfield struggles is getting the ball service to 
another teammate. Um, just oh, but overall, in my opinion, yeah, we may have had the better team on paper, but I think Roma, top to bottom, has had the better team top to bottom just because you guys had the cohesiveness. Um, but yeah, Vilar is man. I think he's just one of the un most underrated players on the Roma squad, in my opinion. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. Okay, hang on. Can I, let me grab myself ten <laughs> How much? Do you know how much Roma paid for him? Two million. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> They got him. They got Danielle. They didn't get him from La Liga. They got him oh from the second God. division in Spain. I, I just, it, it's just like one of those deals where it's like it's like Daniola over again. It's just like it's like one of these deals where you know we didn't know what we were gonna have with him when he because coming from not only not La Liga but their second division. I don't. I mean, he's been up, outstanding, and as much as I love Pedro. I don't think he can. I don't think he can come back and play that position because I think VR should be primarily the starter there. I don't love what he does, so that's a kind of an issue for me. But but other than that, I think he's been absolutely lost. All right, uh, uh, one more question, and then you can ask me some stuff. So this remember that this the entire narrative surrounding this game is Inter if Inter win this. They're right there with AC Milan. If they lose it, they're probably still in the race, but they're just drifting a little bit. Um, and then the, the, the storyline for Roma was, if they can get a result here, it's, it, they're in the title race. So, so two-part question, and then I'm going to hand it over to you. What, what, have you. what have you learned about Inter in terms of the title race thing? You think I think we're, they're still in it, but are you worried at all that they're going to dip out of it? Uh, and secondly... This is, the, this is the question that I don't even know the answer for right now. So I'm from, from a, a neutral fan. I'm just, I'm, I just want to know from your perspective, does this prove that our Roma are in the title race or they do, or do they need one more victory? So okay. you can answer those two. Um, in regards to the first part of the question, I think this is going to be a little bit concerning for Inter going forward, especially going against Juventus next week. Who are the reigning Scudetto winners? Um, I think it's matches like the, like I'm concerned now because I mean, think we may dip out of it at some point just because, but do you feel like you'll be in the top well, for three, most four, of the season? I think we will still be in it, but depending on how, it will all come down to one thing for enter mentality. If, if they do, like you said, we're talking mm -hmm. to James yesterday on the uh, Football Apex podcast. By the way, check it out if you haven't. Um, yeah, you guys have you, mentioned you, that you the episode once that Inter lose like an important match, such as a, a match against like Roma, they tend to get this mentality, and then they just start making more mistakes, and they end up losing, and then they eventually drop out. Um, that that is just going to be my number one main ish issue mm -hmm. is if they are able to shake this loss off and just focus and do what is needed to hopefully get back on track and maybe push for the title 
and hope to God that Milan screw up at some point. Um, but we'll see what happens because, like I said, the mentality is their biggest issue in certain areas. Yep. Um, in, re- in regards to the second part of the question, I think right. Roma are 100% in this Scudetto race, Just be- especially, again, picking up a point against a – Against Inter, um, you guys have. Though they didn't pick up all three, I think you guys have a chance of possibly winning this title this season. I mean, you guys have a strong, cohesive team. You got the depth, and you also have a great management squad. And you guys make substitutions at the right times, whereas Inter. The other issue is when Conte makes those substitutions. So, I think you guys are are one hundred percent in it, despite not getting all three points today. Yeah, I think we're in it. I don't think we'll win it though. I don't think we're. It's like we're in it, but we're not like heavily in it yet. But I think we're in, in, in it. I don't expect to win it, but I, I expect to finish in the top three. But um. Anyway, uh, uh, now I'm going to hand over to you. You can ask me some questions about it from my point of view, and then I'm going to um, then let's at the end let's predict uh, uh, both the derby games, about the derby, and um, the uh, the game the other derby with you and Juve at the end. Uh, sorry, guys, a little longer, but we're we just we just really want to get into these. Okay, so these what is one thing so that you I, noticed? Can I even you. ask about Inter? Yeah, you can ask me about Inter-Roma. I, I, we just this whole thing where I'm asking you questions about the game from your perspective. Now I'm giving that opportunity for you to ask similar questions from my perspective about, you know, Roma and Inter. You can ask me about Roma, you can ask me about Inter, but I just want to – I'm going to give you the opportunity to to hear it from my point of view as well. I, I just – now I, I heard what – Okay, your, what so, you like, what just, was, uh, like, you know, what are your – Do the opposite. One, some things that you did like and one thing – a couple of things that you didn't like. It could be from either side. Um, okay, so I'm going to start with Inter. I think you missed one very important thing from Inter this uh, today, and that's Marcelo Brunzlogovic. Uh, you you could say, okay, if you want to say Hakimi is the man of the match, I'm not going to I'm not going to fight you on that. Brunzlogovic really proved something today. If he can play like he did today, because by the way, he too is fifth. Nobody really counts the second one because of Hakimi's goal, but. But he he put two assists. I thought he did a really good job in the midfields. I thought he actually bailed Barella out a couple of times because he, he just did not play um, all that well. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he's, he's an important um, uh, piece into that, and uh, I think he did really well. Um, as, as far as Roma's point of view, I think I was impressed with the goalkeeping, obviously, because he was making every save and manageable in that area um, and uh, and things like that. Uh, uh, and like real quick on on on, um, on that sort of thing, um, I, I think that that the only issue I had with Roma is the fact that they dipped for that 20 minute stretch. They almost didn't get any points today. And that was really dangerous. And on the first goal, you got to you say the same thing for Inter. I also think that 
they the marking on, on that the set piece at the end uh really killed it as well um what do you think um roman need to do to really maybe hopefully get that scudetto uh to be honest i don't think um we have enough right now you know what i mean it's like we're playing with good momentum and all that stuff and there's there's a fair bit of of um hold on just give me one second um there's a all right hold on a second um there's a fair bit of you know we just don't have the, all the pieces necessary uh, where and maybe in other situations um, you just uh, you just kind of just keep keep moving with it. Um, but again, if, if we just get hot and we played like we did the first half of the season, um, then you know it could be a totally different situation where uh, obviously Roma are just going to be – I think if, if you keep pushing with what they're doing, you defend well, you don't make those costly mistakes in big moments, I really think they could um, could do something special this season. They won't win it, but if, if you're knocking on the door this season, the next season it will really set up everything. Um, you said you don't have all the key pieces there yet. Yeah. Um, what do you think that one key piece would be? Um, gosh, uh, probably I want another wing back, not because I don't like what we have, but it's, it, it also comes down to, we need more depth there. And then another, another animal in the midfield that can really do something up Castrovilli. The goalkeeping is, it might still be an issue, but I'm going to give Lopez the benefit of the doubt. Um, just. Hello. Second. Hello. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Yeah. You conked out for a second. Hold on. Can, can we do something real quick? Of course. Can can sorry. Can we hang up and then redo it or not redo it, but but extend the conversation? My mom. Is, of course. Uh, my mom's on my back. She wants me to text me text her this picture. So and I and I can't do it while I'm on the call. So let's just hang up and then um, and then continue the conversation for the next twenty. Okay, guys, we are back. Um, no worries. Um, what was I saying? I don't know. You can ask me anything. I I, I was explaining that we need a midfielder for the skid out of chase. Um, Castrovili would be my my preference. Um, but I'd take Rodrigo DePaul. I would take, um, I don't know, I, I, just an attacking midfielder that can help us a little bit more because we need a little more depth. I like our starting 11. I like our back line. Uh, goalkeeping is something we can deal with later. Um, but just a little bit more depth there. Make Get, get in some, some big signings. Spend some money um, this summer and try to get something over the line. Uh, we'll see who goes in and who comes out. But I remember this is the scary bit. Who's 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 not playing for Roma right now? Zaniolo. Imagine if he was actually playing in this Roma team right now this season. Oh my gosh! Uh, they might be top of the league. Uh, like I, I, I'm saying that as a hypothetical thing. If he is anything in comparison to what he is, he, what he was the last year, there's a great chance for for Roma to, to really do something with that. I don't know how we're gonna play with him. 
But my God, <laughs> if Roma can can get hit, if he, if he comes back and he plays well, and there's no more injury issues ever again, that's almost like a new signing. And then adding like a Castrovilla, Rodrigo de Paul, a even Locatelli, he's going to be expensive. So I doubt that happens. But something like that, I think, would really uh, bode well. Now, in regards to answer, like, what do you think they need to do to hopefully? <laughs> close the gap and maybe overtake Milan at some point. Again, it's, it's going to come down to games like these, you know what I mean? You, you can't be outplayed by the opposition. like the way they were today. The thing is, think about this. You are unplayable for 20 minutes, but that was it. Just, just think about this. Imagine if interplayed like that, for 60 minutes, you we would have lost. If you play like the way you did for those 20 minutes for a duration of a match, it's going to be hard to stop. So I think playing – you got to ment- – mentally you have to be stronger because R- Roma showed mental strength. Inter didn't really because they, they weren't behind, but it was only 17 minutes into the game. And then they scored two goals in a row, and then they collapsed. The mental mentality part of Roma really overpowered you because th- the thing that I think we notice here is so Roma, Roma in the in big games they have struggled with this season. Once the other team started scoring, Roma couldn't do anything. There was no fight back. There was no charisma. There was no character shown. In this game, we fought back after that, and in the end, when it looked like Inter were going to escape, and trust me it would have been a victory that you escaped with. It wouldn't have been like one of these things. Um, so with that being said, I think all things considered, you got to have the mental part of it on, on. You have to have it screwed on right. You have to do everything you can to, to overpower yourself in those situations. You have to mentally be in a better place. Um, and I love Barella and I love Skriniar. This complaining about stuff in the middle of the game, it, it's just not it. Cut it out. If you get screwed by VAR, like actually, like goals are left off the table because they screw you, then that's one thing. Argue with the ref. If it's one of these like um, insignificant situations, shut up and just go to work because Barella spent most of the goal um, after we had scored complaining to the referee, I probably would have booked him. He, he, he needs to just shut his trap and deal with it. Um, same with, with Skriniar complaining about, um, and again, I don't want to bring this up, but the Mancini thing, you know what, if, if, if you're complaining about that, how about try to DM up? How about don't let Mancini, a, a player that's shorter than you go over you and find space to connect with the ball. Let's not blame it on his 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 the arms or what whether or not he elbowed you, which I, I didn't see it. Just shut up and try to get on that ball. You're big. You're a big dude. Um, so stuff like that, I think, needs to cut it out. You need to be more disciplined. Uh, you made too many ill-advised tackles, and you can't put everything into into uh, on Lukaku and Martinez. And obviously, those two need to be better in these games you can't ha- score a hat trick against torino and disappear against sampdoria and same goes for lukaku where he plays he had he doesn't play well in this game and again i understand chris balling knows lukaku very well they play together but you have to be able to find a way to get into these games and just mentally and i, I would change the formation this isn't working obviously it's only working because you have lukaku scoring all these goals 
if if that's eliminated from the issue, then you look at everything else that happened, and it's it's. I don't know. I, I'm I'm okay with a back three for Inter, but it's just the type of the back three that I don't seem. It doesn't seem to be working because of of sort of the the way that they're playing with it. Yeah, I agree with so all of that. I mean, just hopefully Inter can get it together for the match next week because if they end up losing that match, they're done. Um, if they lose that one. Yeah, if they lose that one, they're done. It, for me? What? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. you have any more questions about this game from me? Um, no, I actually don't. Um, let's get into this. Hold on. Before we move on, let's let's so let's preview the derby games, both of them. Um, uh, Juventus and Inter. Would you like to go first, or do you want me to? Um, we're gonna try to make this brief because last time we recorded, I got in trouble by my dad for okay. being on too late. So we're just gonna go through this quickly. Yeah. Um, okay. Got it. I think just based on like the momentum of Juventus and how. Interperformed in the match, this match against Roma. I think it's going to be hard for Inter to possibly shake off this loss. Um, if they're able to shake off this loss, I could probably see them winning 2 1. But if they don't, I see it going the other way. Juventus are still a strong team despite having some setbacks earlier on. So it is possible that they could even win this match with like dominance like 3-1 in my opinion just because it'll all come down to that mentality if Inter are able to do what is needed to shake off this loss and just focus on what's going on in the present moment it's going to be the like deal maker for that one so what are you saying what's what's your score prediction um I say Juventus win this match 3-1 all right, ready for this? Yes. You're winning. You're you're gonna win the, uh, this weekend. I think it's all set up for you to collapse. And what you did today for those 20 minutes is is sustainable. Um, I think Lukaku is gonna want a point for proof. You're gonna find a way to win this game. I don't. It might be ugly, um, but Juventus aren't gonna crush you because I think they're they're not a great team. They've been playing too, they've been playing well for longer than they have this season. I think this is a perfect storm for Inter to to say, you know what, we're still in this title race. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Juventus win this. Or sorry, then I think Inter Milan will win this. Uh, uh, three two. Ooh, that's a good scoreline. All right, Rome Lazio. What's what's your prediction? Obviously, Roma have the stronger team from top to bottom. Um, the only thing that Lazio would hopefully need to do is start working on finishing them chances and should, and not make as many defensive errors. But I see Roma winning this match 3-0. Um, I second that. I think it's going to be 3-0. Um, one. Inter, uh, Lazio will give Roma a goal because of the defensive mishaps. And I... As 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 the goalkeeping issues for Roma have been an issue this season, but the last couple of games they played well, and it was it's only circumstances that really got them down in the end. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Roma win this three 0 um, I, I expect a Mobley to try to do something, but uh, they're just not playing well right now. 
if they, if they play like that against – if they play the way they did against Parma, against Roma, they don't have a chance in this game. Um, so I, 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 I agree. I think uh, Roma wins this. Yeah. Um, do you have anything you want to cover, talk about really quick before we wrap things up? No, we, we, we can call it. All right. On behalf of the tired siblings from watching, waking up early and watching this match, see you guys on the next one. <laughs>